so glad that you've chosen to join us today. Uh, we're going to sing a song called Here For You that really helps our hearts to get in the place where we need to be today, particularly to hear the message that Pastor Dan will preach today. Uh, this song should help us to say, God, you are our one desire. And that's the place that he deserves in our lives, isn't it? So let's sing this together, Here For You. songs be aside we are here for you we are here for you let your breath come from heaven fill our hearts with your life we are here for you
God, we trust you today. We're so grateful to know a God like you, a God who is worthy of our praise, worthy of our lives. And you, God, are our one desire. And so we come with hearts full of reverence and awe over who you are, longing to have hearts that are completely surrendered to you, focused on you and giving you these lives, building these lives for your honor and glory. And so God, we ask that you would work powerfully in each of us today as we go through the moments of this service. We're yours. Do your work now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you heard of the man Patrick Bertoletti? Patrick Bertoletti holds a world record. Do you know what record he holds? He holds the world record for eating the most cream-filled donuts in a five-minute period. How many cream-filled donuts do you think you could eat in a five-minute period? Patrick Bertoletti ate 47 cream-filled donuts in a five-minute period. If the phrase is true, you are what you eat, Patrick Bertoletti is a cream-filled donut. There's just no question about it. That phrase, you are what you eat, isn't just for our physical health. It applies to our spiritual health as well. You are what you eat spiritually. What you bring into your soul, what you bring into your mind, what you bring into your heart is a reflection of who you become. And that's what Jesus was getting at as he looks at our passage for today. We are in a series called The Jesus Way, where we're looking at the Beatitudes, the sermon that Jesus gave on a mountain to his followers. And in this passage, we are going to see that what we eat spiritually matters. So if you have a Bible, please open it up to Matthew chapter 5. And I'm going to encourage you, uh, if you're watching at home, to use our Church Center app. On that app, you'll find not only this passage, but sermon notes as well, as well as some uh, devotional you can do during this week to help uh, follow up to our sermon. So please check that out. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, we're going to look at uh, verse 6. A little bit of a review when we covered this. Uh, we, the beginning of the, the first few markers of the Jesus way, the first few Beatitudes we looked at is, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the humble. So to be remember poor in spirit means to recognize your need for God. Blessed are those who mourn, who mourn over the fallenness of our world. Blessed are the humble, those that trust God for and know who he is and know who they are. And now we're brought to verse six in Matthew chapter five. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Jesus is saying a hunger and a thirst for righteousness is essential for spiritual wholeness. It's essential for spiritual health. In order to be spiritually healthy, you have to have this hunger, this desire for righteousness. Now, it's hard for us to imagine this what, uh, how this would fall on the listeners' ears who were hearing Jesus on the mountainside preach this, because in our world, for the most part, and I know there's exceptions to this, but for the most part, we are only a trip to our refrigerator away from cold water and food that would satisfy our thirst and our hunger. But for the people who were listening to Jesus give this sermon, 
potential for going hungry and the potential for going thirsty for long periods of time was reality. And now Jesus is saying to them that I'm talking about a different starvation other than food, physical food. I'm talking about starvation for righteousness. And I want you to have a hunger for righteousness, a thirst for righteousness. What he was doing here is he was taking away all kinds of different uh, excuses we have in terms of growing spiritually. He says, to follow me is going to require a hunger for righteousness. Now, what is the term righteousness mean in this passage? The Bible uses the word righteousness a few different ways. Uh, One way the Bible uses the word righteousness is in terms of Jesus's righteousness placed upon us when we give our lives to him. When we surrender to Christ uh, and we ask him into our life and we become a follower of Jesus, the Bible says his righteousness, his perfection, that he uh, lived the perfect life on earth, that perfection, that righteousness is placed upon us so that when we stand positionally before God, God sees the righteousness of his son and we are accepted into God's presence. God then uh, says, looks upon us as righteous because of what Jesus did on the cross. Theologians call us imputed righteousness. Righteousness is placed upon us. So there's that type of righteousness. Another type of righteousness is God's righteous work in the world. So it's like a social justice type of righteousness. If we see wrong things in the world and we go and carry out God's desire and plan in the world as his church through mission trips or through actions to our local community, and we bring a justice to an injustice, that's God's righteousness happening in the world. So the Bible, when it refers to righteousness, sometimes is referring to that. However, in this verse, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, the righteousness it's talking about there is not either of those. The righteousness this is referring to is a desire to live the way God wants us to live. An inner righteousness within a Christian. Four words describe what this righteousness is referring to, and it is conforming to God's will. That's what this righteousness means, conforming to God's will. It's a desire to live how God wants. It's a desire for us to line up our life with his will, to conform our desires to his desires, that God's will first and foremost is what's going to take place in my heart. And based off of how this word is used, uh, this is kind of throughout the sermon, that's the kind of righteousness we're going to be talking about. The desire for us to conform to God's will. So this is saying, blessed and approved by God are those who hunger and thirst to live godly lives. Blessed and approved by God are, are those who hunger and thirst to live godly lives, to c- be close to God and want to please God, to want to know God. That desire inside of us to want that is something that God says is approved by him. He loves that. It brings him joy. It brings him pleasure. Psalm 63, one says, God, you are my God. I eagerly seek you. I thirst for you. My body faints for you in a land that is dry and desolate without water. We have this thirst for God and God takes pleasure in that. Psalm 17, 15, but I will see your face in righteousness when I awake and I will be satisfied in your presence. I long, God, to have 
this righteousness, this lining up of my heart with yours so that when I live my life, I live my life in a way that is pleasing to you, that conforms to your will. I long for that and I receive power to do that when I'm satisfied in your presence is what that's saying. For many people, this beatitude does not make sense in our modern world. For many Christians, this beatitude doesn't make sense, that they see coming to church is more of a social thing they just do, but it really doesn't have any impact on how they live once they leave. There is no hunger, there is no thirst to do the things that God wants to do. There's no hunger to conform the will to what God's will is. The mark of the Jesus way in this rules out any half-hearted Christianity thoughts or options. It rules out the option of being a cultural Christian or a Christian that's just going to be a Christian in Sunday in church but nowhere else, which isn't a Christian at all. Jesus levels that whole idea with this beatitude, with this mark of the Jesus way. And he says, if you want to follow me, you have to be all in, is what he's saying. If you want to be a follower of me, the marker is you have to be all in. A follower of Jesus has a desire within themselves to want to live out the ways of God, to want to live a righteous life. And maybe you're listening to me now and you could say, you know what? I had that desire at one time. I had that hunger and thirst to do the right thing at one time. But time went by and sin entered into my heart and things in my life happened and I walked away from that and now I don't longer live that way. I don't have any desire to live a life that would please God. Well, if you want to, Jesus is calling you back right now. Jesus is calling you back to that kind of life. And if you ask him to come into your life and restore you, he can restore that hunger and that desire to live the way he wants and you can begin following Christ again. Jesus declares, declares here that people who hunger and thirst for righteousness to live out the way God wants them to live are approved by him. They're blessed. That is because those who truly hunger and thirst for righteousness know Jesus Christ. Those that have this hunger know Jesus, because when you know Jesus, it kind of fuels this hunger and this drive to live a holy life. And only Jesus can create that within your heart. You have the ability to live a holy life only if Christ is living within you. So those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, what is their reward? Let's look at the verse again. Verse six, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Here's another one of those backwards kingdom things that Jesus does. There's another one of those paradox. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness become righteous. This is a fullness in hunger. When you have a hunger for righteousness, it results in you receiving righteousness and getting full of that. They experience what this when they surrender to God. They say those who hunger and thirst for righteousness become righteous because of following Jesus Christ. Now there's two things I want to say about this. First, this isn't just a one-time act. I'm hungry. I thirst for righteousness. All of a sudden, once I feel, after that, I feel a sense that I want to live 
my life the way God wants me to do it one time and it's done. That's not what this is saying. There's a continual cycle of longing to live a godly life wrapped up in this verse. The literal reading of this verse is those who are continually hungry and thirsty for righteousness will be filled. Those who are continually hungry and thirsty for righteousness will be filled. It's not a one-time act that happens in the Christian life. It's something that is a continual process in us. So how does that work? You'd think that if you are hungry and then you get filled, you're full and you're done. But that's not how this is this is, that's not how this is playing out, and that's not how a lot of things play out. For example, my wife makes the best chocolate chip cookies in the world. I'm sorry if you think you make good chocolate chip cookies. Maybe you do make good chocolate chip cookies, but the best are done by my wife, as you can tell. Now, if she makes chocolate chip cookies, and I come into the kitchen, and I see the ones she made, I know how great they are, and I go and I grab and I eat her chocolate chip cookies, I'm full and I'm satisfied. And I'll walk away and I'll start doing what I have to do. I'll do work. I'll do what needs to be done. But in a two, three hour period goes by and I walk back into the kitchen, I see a plate of more of those cookies. Guess what? I'm hungry for chocolate chip cookies again, right? It's the cycle of hunger being filled, hunger being filled, hunger being filled. And our thirst to live lives that God wants us to live is the same way. We may not always get it right. We may not always live in perfection while we're here on earth. But this desire to want to live a godly life and be, have that be a hunger and then get filled and, and Jesus empowers us to do that and then we go right back into that cycle of hungering for that again. That's a picture of how the Christian life is supposed to happen in this world. Second thing I want to say is this can only be filled through Jesus Christ. You can only live a righteous life with the power of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit infusing your life. So many people think, you know what, I'm going to get my act together. I'm going to beat this sinful habit. I'm going to quit this sin. I'm going to make it happen. Or they're going to say, you know what, I'm just going to, in my own strength, I'm just going to purpose to live a godly life. Those people give themselves way too much credit. There is no power within you to fight off the sinful inclinations and desires you have inside of you. You do not have the strength or the power, the ability to do that. That's why you need Jesus Christ. Only Jesus Christ can transform your heart and give you a hunger to live a righteous life and empower you to experience a righteous life. Only through Christ. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branch. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. You cannot bear fruit, Jesus says, without him. So what is he talking about by fruit? There's a list of what's known as the fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter five, things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, perseverance, and self-control. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. And what Jesus is saying is you cannot experience those things unless you are engrafted, unless you are in relationship with, unless you are connected to me on a regular basis. See, what we do and sometimes in the Christian life is we take those fruits of the Spirit, let's say 
peace and patience. And we say, you know what? I want to be more peaceful and I want to be more patient. I'm going to work on that peace, patience, peace, patience, peace, patience. And we, we work ourselves up to try to produce that with inside of us and we fail. What Jesus is saying is if you stay connected to me, and you say, Jesus, I just want to live in Jesus. I want to be uh, living and be living in Christ. And you read the scriptures of the gospels of Jesus and you see what he's doing and you long for that. And you ask Jesus, will you take these things and place in my life? And you're communicating to Jesus through prayer. And you're worshiping Jesus by listening to worship music and you're staying connected relationship, relationally with Jesus. When you do that, all of a sudden, you know what's going to happen? pop, here comes some peace. Pop, here comes some patience. As you stay connected to Jesus, all of a sudden, the fruits of the Spirit pop out and they're natural progressions. They're natural things that happen because you are engrafting yourself into the vine, Jesus Christ, and then the fruit is being produced through you by his power, not yours. See, that's the picture of the Christian life. We don't focus on the things we want to become, like more patient, more loving, more kind. We focus on Jesus and let him produce that within us. You know, in our world and culture, there's so many things presented to us that offer us to dive in and eat. The world offers us their diet of what it takes to be fulfilled, their diet of what it means to have significance. And so many times, even as Christians, we have a steady spiritual diet on things that we shouldn't. We have a steady diet on things that affect us because like we said, you are what you eat and that's affected, that also applies spiritually as well. And we have a whole array in our world and culture of so many things that we can diet and eat off of that produce nothing good with inside of us. Our world and our culture offers so many things for us to feed on. What have you been feeding on this week? What are you hungry for right now? What are you thirsting for right now? What are the things in your mind that say, I wish I could just have that? Is it righteousness? Or is it something much less than righteousness? For many of us, if we're honest, it's just something less than righteousness. It's something we see in our world. But the truth is the things of this world that we long to feast on will never ever satisfy our hearts and our souls like Jesus Christ can. When we have a hunger for righteousness and when it leads us to Christ, he comes and satisfies our hungry soul in a way that nothing else in this world can. Isaiah chapter 55 says this, come, this is what God says to you right now. This is what God's saying to all of us right now. Come, everyone who is thirsty, come to the water. Are you thirsty right now? Are you thirsty today? Have you taken your fill of what the the food the world has to offer, the drink the world has to offer, and it's leaving you unsatisfied and hurt and broken? God says to you right now, come, everyone who is thirsty, Come to the water, and you without silver, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without silver and without cost. Why do you spend silver on what is not food and your wages on what does not satisfy? This is what God says. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and you will enjoy 
the choicest of foods. Are you tired of eating from our culture's table? Do you want to eat from the table of God who says if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you will be filled. If you desire to live a godly life and pursue Jesus Christ, that desire will be fulfilled. Jesus will empower you by his spirit to live a godly life. Do you feel satisfied in your soul? If not, come to Jesus. Only he can satisfy. This is one of those sermons where the rubber meets the road because the application is pretty direct. It's just a question. What are you hungering for and what are you thirsting for? Is it for righteousness? If not, and you want to follow Jesus, it's time to deal with that one-on-one. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that in a second. However, since this is a continual hungering that we're trying to foster, I'm going to encourage you this week to do a devotion that we're all going to do as a church in the YouVersion app uh, by A.W. Tozer called Pursuit of God. And in that devotion, uh, we see his hunger, uh, a hunger for righteousness, a hunger for um, thirst for righteousness that leads to Christ will, is present there and will help guide us in that and will help create that hunger and thirst within us. But I also want us just to express to God right now our desire. If your desire is to follow him and to live a godly life, I'm going to encourage you to reaffirm that desire by telling him today. And maybe you're here and you don't have that desire, but you want it. I'm going to encourage you to be honest with God and say, God, would you give me that desire? So I'm going to take a few moments and just encourage you right now, wherever you are watching this video, to just consider yourself before the throne of God and either ask him for that desire that you may not have to live a godly life, or if you have that desire and you're realizing you're not fulfilling that, ask him to meet you in that desire and to help you to live that out. So in your own words, in the quietness of your heart, just go before God right now and tell him how you're feeling about all that. Father, I thank you that not only do you give us this hunger and desire to live a life that pleases you, a life that's godly, you don't leave us on our own to figure it out or try to make it happen in a fake way, but you gave us your son Jesus, that if we die to our own strengths, if we die to our own efforts and just cling to the cross and look to the cross and invite Christ into our life, you will empower us to live the life you want us to live. Help us to stay focused on your son, Jesus, and nothing else. God, we want to pursue Jesus, nothing else. Let our pursuit, the pursuit of our heart, the pursuit of our thoughts, the pursuit of our actions be one that's just fully going after Jesus Christ. Create that within us and create that within your church around the world, God, today. We ask and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
don't want to miss the beauty of heaven all around me. Your power and your mercy, the greatness of your love. I don't want to lose the wonder of being in your presence, of knowing such a friendship to be with you, my God. Everything I am, I throw into your hand. I just want my life to ever be entwined with you and tethered to your heart. I just want. Tethered to your heart, oh, and tethered to your heart. What more could I desire? What greater thing to treasure? I'm convinced there's nothing better than living in your love. I'm caught up in the wonder of being in your presence, of knowing such a friendship to be with you, my God. Everything I am, I throw into your hands. I just want. Deeper, I want to be 